Hey, this is Dave. Before we start with the podcast, I want to tell you about an upcoming CSM class we have with a special discount. So on October 27th, we're going to be doing a certified Scrum Master class in Dallas. And if you use the discount code podcast, you will get $250 off the price that's listed on our site. So you can find that class and all the other classes we're doing by going to leadingagile.com training. And again, the word podcast will get you a $250 discount on the upcoming CSM class in Dallas on October 27th and 28th. Hi, this is Dave Pryor for Leading Agile Sound Notes. Typically, when I do the weekly podcast, it's me interviewing uh, coaches at Leading Agile or maybe my Kottmeyer or other thought leaders in the Agile space. And we're talking about their practice of Agile, the challenges they're running into, um, or sometimes we're just answering questions that I get in the CSM and the CSPO classes. But this week, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I am in, in the United Kingdom. I'm in Leeds. I'm staying in a hotel with some pretty poor Wi-Fi. And the uh, option of doing a conversation with somebody over Skype isn't really something that's viable. So what I would like to do with this podcast is to give a walkthrough of the personal agility canvas, an explanation of how to fill it out, how each of the fields works, what kind of questions you would ask yourself while you're filling it out. And my hope is that that might be helpful to somebody else. It's a tool that I created a couple years ago. I still fill it out about every couple months, um, coming back to it just to try to do goal setting and a self-assessment. And I still find it to be a very valuable thing. So I'm going to walk through each, each field on the canvas and give an explanation of how it works. If you'd like to download a copy of the canvas, um, if you're on the SoundCloud site, there will be a link in the show notes. If you're on the Leading Agile site, there should be a link right there where you can download a tabloid-sized copy of the Personal Agility Canvas. So um, when you're filling out the canvas, you can really start wherever you want to start. I prefer to start in the center section with the personal Agile vision, but it's really up to you. I think as you're going through it, though, you may find that your answers in one box cause you to want to change the answers in another box, and I think that's okay. I mean, this is really something that is a personal thing. Um, in a sense, it's, it's very much about self-exploration and getting a better understanding of your own abilities and desires with respect to how you're going about practicing your work. So um, do it whatever way makes sense for you. But like I said, I, I prefer to start in the center box, um, and this is personal Agile vision. So the idea with this box is that what you're trying to come up with is some sort of value statement, some explanation of why somebody should want to keep you in the room. So that if you're sitting at your desk and the president of the company or your boss or your customer comes up and says, listen, uh, we've had a reduction in budget, we're going to have to let some people go, and I'm trying to get a sense of who I should keep. So can you explain to me why I should keep you here? What value do you actually bring that somebody else can't bring? So that's, that's kind of what you're trying to get to with this, is what is it about your background, your experience, your mindset, or your approach, just your approach to work, that makes you unique and different and maybe more valuable than the next person, or at least makes you valuable to the organization. So why should somebody want to keep you there? Now, when I'm filling this out, um, sometimes I tend to fill it out, you know, thinking of myself in a current state. Other times I'm, I'm looking at it like I'm trying to get to this, this particular place or develop this capability. And how will that more agile version of me be valuable to whomever I'm doing work for? So you're trying to figure out a way to convey to somebody the thing that you do or the, the approach that you have that makes you different, makes you special, makes you better for them than somebody else. It's, it's what promise do you bring to an organization. So that's kind of where I start out with. And, I, and that, to me, roots the rest of the things that I go through. 
So once I have some kind of explanation of my own value or the vision that I'm trying to bring, the next box that I go to is strengths. And I go to that box because coming from the background that I come from, focusing on positives is not something that I do natively. That's the hardest thing for me. The easiest is to focus on the things that are bad. But it's important to remind myself that there's things that I bring to the table that work to my favor, that will make it easier for me to do certain things or to make certain changes. So with respect to the strength box, what you're trying to create is some sort of explanation or list of things in your background or your experience or your mindset that are going to help you get better at this version of Agile that you're trying to get to or this version of an Agile you that you're trying to get to. That might be your openness to different things and change. That might be the availability you have to do research and learn more or the people you have access to or just your complete total desire to find a better way to work. Um, or, or maybe simply that you're in so much pain, things have to get better and you're willing to do just about anything to get there. But each of us, when we come to come into Agile, I think everybody goes through a bit of a struggle. No matter how long you've been doing it, there's always parts of it that are uncomfortable or awkward or just feel weird. So what is it that you have within you that is going to make you better prepared for taking those challenges on? <clears throat> what are the strengths that you bring to the table? So once I've established what my vision is and what my strengths are, the next box that I typically go to is the gaps to close box. And that's often the thing that brings me back to the canvas in the first place. It's a recognition of the fact that however good I am, there are things that could get better. So maybe there's pieces that are missing from my puzzle, or maybe I've become aware of the fact that I have certain strengths and I want to find a way to kind of crank them up a level, um, to amplify them, to find a way to bring more of that into play. So if I'm making a list of things that, that are broken that I need to fix, that could go in this box. Um, whatever elements are missing, whatever things I'm worried about not having. Maybe you don't have enough information about DevOps or you don't have a connection to this type of environment or these kinds of people or you don't have any way of testing out and practicing this particular aspect of Agile. Maybe you just don't believe in it. Maybe you are worn down by frustration from working on a non-successful transformation for a really long time or working with people that are just not really in the mindset that you know you want to be in. You're not surrounded by people that support what you're trying to do. Um, that that's what I focus on in the gaps to close. It's the things that I'm one of the things that I'm trying to focus on correcting. Now the next box that I go to, which is is probably the hardest box in the entire worksheet, and that's the self saboteur box. Um, and I'd like to thank John Miller for helping to rename this box. Um, the question here is how are how are you your own worst enemy? How are you the impediment? How are you the thing that is keeping you from becoming this more agile version of yourself? So maybe there are things that you're just convinced won't work. Maybe you have some, some kind of preconceptions about how things are supposed to work. Maybe you just it's a trust issue either in your people or in your own abilities or in your organization's ability to change. But each of us, in one way or another, is the thing that is keeping us from being successful. We're our weakest point. So what are the habits that we want to change? That you know, What are the things that we're doing that are keeping us from being able to change? This might be a really hard thing to figure out. Um, not everybody is sort of given to this constant self-analysis and constant increase in awareness of the things that we're doing to trip ourselves up. But that's what you're trying to understand and to fill out in this box. And I think 
working through all these boxes, first time pass, just put whatever comes into your head. There are a lot of people who look at it and think, I can't fill anything out until I really have good answers. No one has to see this but you. And if your answers are bad, then that's okay. They're still your answers. They're your answers right now. So when you're filling out these boxes, especially the self-saboteur box, I do think it's important to write without a filter. So just put in there whatever pops into your head. And you might refine it later, you might change it later, but you're just trying to get it out, right? So you can look at it and think about it and really inspect and adapt that aspect of you. Once I have spent some time trying to figure out how I'm the thing that's keeping me from being agile, the next box that I go to is the worries box. So anybody who's practicing agile or in transition to agile, there's things that are very concerning about it. You know, it's a different way of working for some folks. It requires things that a lot, a lot of folks may not be prepared to give, like trust. Um, maybe people don't feel supported. They're worried they won't get support. Maybe you work in an organization where you'd really like to do Agile, but middle management is still treating all the people that do work like you're just going to have to get it done because that's their understanding that, you know, that's what they think manage, senior management wants. Whatever the things about Agile are that scare you, that's what would go in the worries box. Maybe you're worried if you push too hard, you'll get fired. Maybe you're worried that people are going to figure out you're really traditional project manager, whatever it is. Write down the things that scare you the most in that box. Now, what I've done so far is tried to identify a vision statement. I've talked about my strengths. I've explored some of the ways that I am the things that is keeping myself from being able to close the gaps that I want to close. In this box, I'm putting down all the fears that I have or all the things that are stressing me out about this attempt to change. To move to a slightly more positive box, the support system box is a place where I'm going to try to capture whatever information I have or can, can come up with that explains what my support system is. So for example, do you know other folks that are practicing this stuff that you can talk to about it? Do you have someone that you can talk to that will help you learn more? Do you have someone you can talk to who is just going to listen to you while you vent? Do you have someone that you talk to who is going to play devil's advocate and challenge you and help push you to get better? Having people like that is really important. Having access to information to help you get better is really important. Think about how you're going to evolve into this more agile version of yourself. Think about who's going to be your mentor, who's going to be your coach. As I said, who's going to hold up the mirror and call you out on things. Um, and when things go badly, this is a really important part. You need to know who you can turn to that will help you get back up. Because for each of us, there's moments in, in this type of work where we feel really beat down and, and dejected. And it's important to have somebody around you that can bring a little sunshine back into the room for you, kind of help you see it a different way, challenge what you're saying or thinking, and help you realize that maybe it's not quite as awful as it seems. And maybe that will be the thing that helps you continue pursuing this path. So what I've identified earlier are the gaps that I want to close. And the next box that I want to focus on is metrics. So if I have these things I'm trying to fix or address, how will I know when they're done? How am I going to measure success? So the first time I filled this out, the example that I always give is, is a conversation I had with Jesse Fuel at a scrum gathering. We were doing an exercise in one of Lisa Atkins' workshops. And 
we had to come up with a list of stuff we were going to change. So I had these gaps in my knowledge. I wanted to learn more about Kanban. I wanted to learn more about DevOps. And there was another one in there as well that I can't remember. Um, and I needed some kind of metrics. So my first set of metrics was, well, I'm going to read these books. I'm going to read these books and understand this stuff well enough that I can go have a conversation with somebody. So maybe those are your metrics. Read this book. Have a conversation where you explain to somebody else what this thing is. Maybe your metrics are just try to push yourself to trust a little bit more each day. Maybe your metrics are learning to work with your team better or learning to be more transparent or more open and honest or starting to design experiments. Whatever that is, whatever goes in metrics is your way of expressing this is how I'll know I'm making progress. This is how I will know when I achieve the thing I'm trying to do. Now, since I've established gaps that I want to close and some ways that I'll know if I'm being successful or not, the next step is to go to the box on the lower left portion of the page, the actions box. And the idea here is that I'm going to commit to something that I'm going to do in the next week, something I'm going to do in the next three weeks, and something I'm going to do in the next three months. If you want to commit to more than you know those three in this, in this area, that's great. But at a starting point, I think you need some short-term and slightly longer-term goals that you're trying to work towards, things that you want to get done. So this is basically you creating a checklist of things that you need to do in order to solve the problem that you expressed in the gaps to close box or the worries box. When you articulate those things, they have to be totally quantifiable and measurable. You have to make sure that it is, it is clearly something you can say, yes, this is true, or no, this is false. So the last and probably the, one of the most important areas of the page is the accountability partner section. So that's the lower right. The accountability partner section is where you're identifying someone who has agreed to be the person to keep watch over the commitment that you're making in this actions box. So you need to find someone in your work or in your life who you know will not be afraid to challenge you and call you out and say, hey, why didn't you do this thing that you said you were going to do? This, is, this was a really important thing for me. So when I mentioned before that I had that conversation with Jesse Fuel at one of the Scrum Gatherings, and I said I was going to read these three books, um, I told Jesse that I was going to read them within a month. And the conference ended, I got really busy, and it took me an entire year to finish the third before I finished the third book. And the entire year, I was constantly worried that Jesse was going to kind of follow up and check in because that's what he had agreed to do. He was supposed to check back with me and make sure that I had done those three things. And he didn't, but that was okay because I spent the entire year walking around worried that I was going to bump into Jesse, that he was going to ask me what was going on with it, you know, if I'd made progress. And on the day that I finished the third book, as soon as I closed the book, I immediately called him and I said, dude, I finished the, you know, the books. And he, he said, what are you talking about? I said, those books, don't you remember? A year ago in Seattle, I promised that I was going to do these things. And he had no memory of it, which is kind of funny, but it didn't really matter. Um, in that case, the fact that I was worried about him checking, that is what pushed me forward. What I would really like for the accountability partner to be, and when, I, when I've had it work the best, what it is is somebody that I'm having an ongoing conversation with who is checking in with me periodically once a week or once every couple of weeks, see how I'm making progress towards the, the, the actions that I've established. I think that the canvas works the best when you and an accountability partner both fill it out and both hold each other accountable. Um, it seems to me that that's when I've had that, it's been an easier way to stay in, stay in sync with it. So, so in this box, you want to identify who your accountability partner is. 
You want to make sure you've got their contact information recorded. Figure out when you're going to talk to them next and how you're going to connect. And the only two boxes on this page that you need to share with anybody else are the bottom two boxes, the actions and the accountability partner. So make sure that your accountability partner is aware of the actions you're committing to. Make sure they know when they're supposed to check in with you and how they're supposed to get in touch with you. And then it becomes their responsibility. So they're going to help you get this stuff done by checking in and making sure you're actually following through. And hopefully that's a positive motivator. But even if it's not, even if it's a guilt-driven thing, it still can lead to a very good end because that will help you get stuff done. So that's the short explanation of the Personal Agility Canvas. Um, if you do fill it out, I would love to hear how it's working for you. If anybody has suggestions for how to make it better, I would welcome that as well. You can send me an email at dave.prior at leadingagile.com. And that's it for this week. So thanks for listening.